Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for President's Day, Monday, February 15th, 2021. With the impeachment trial behind Washington, Joe Biden's agenda now takes center stage. First up, delivering on COVID relief. We'll discuss that. Plus, the backlash back home. What do all these party censures mean for Republicans who voted against Trump? And finally, is there really going to be a Trump on the ballot in 2022? With the end of the second impeachment trial of Donald Trump comes the beginning of the real focus here in Washington on Joe Biden's agenda and the Biden presidency. First up, of course, is COVID relief. That is what Joe Biden has promised is going to be his first big deliverable to the American people as president. Yes, he signed a slew of executive orders, but it is that $1.9 trillion COVID relief bill that he wants to put his signature on as the key critical first piece of legislation signed into law in his presidency. And just a refresher of what's actually in that proposal, bigger stimulus checks for Americans, more aid for the unemployed, the hungry, those facing eviction, additional support for small businesses, states and local governments have some funding in there, and increased funding for vaccinations and testing. Of course, you know there's also a $15 minimum wage in there that is going to be a centerpiece of the battle ahead. Here are where things stand in terms of negotiations and in terms of the landscape. Nancy Pelosi can only afford to lose five Democrats in the House, so she needs near unanimity in her caucus to get this bill through. That may not be terribly difficult. It may be on the Senate side where it gets a bit trickier because Chuck Schumer cannot lose a single Democrat. Remember, Biden and the Democrats on the Hill have decided to use this budget process called reconciliation to allow them to be able to pass this through Congress on Democratic votes alone. Does Joe Biden want some Republicans to come on board? Absolutely. He promised bipartisan outreach. He's been demonstrating that. He's been meeting with Republicans. But they set up the process that in case Republicans totally bail on this COVID relief bill, they can get it through with just Democratic votes. But they need every single one of them in the Senate. That's why that minimum wage hike is going to be tricky. Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema have already said they are opposed to a $15 minimum wage as part of this COVID relief bill. Joe Biden is going to head out into the country for the first time with his first couple official trips as president tomorrow to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He'll have a CNN town hall. Thursday, he'll head to Michigan, all focused on highlighting his efforts to get COVID relief to the American people. Here's what else matters today. As you probably know by now, both the vote in the House of Representatives to impeach Donald Trump and the vote that acquitted him, but with seven Republicans voting to convict in the Senate, was the most bipartisan impeachment in American history. That's what occurred. Now, not sufficient, obviously, to punish Donald Trump, to get him convicted, to prevent him from holding future federal office, but it was the most bipartisan impeachment process that we've seen in American history. That is only cold comfort to the Republicans who clearly went against the grain of their party. Remember, 10 House Republicans voted to impeach, seven Senate Republicans voted to convict. Yes, much more so than occurred a year ago in Donald Trump's first impeachment. But the vast majority of Republicans in the Congress and across the country still support Donald Trump. And the backlash is now hitting these Republicans back home. So 
What do we see today? North Carolina Republican Party poised to censure Richard Byrd, the retiring senator, one of the seven, to vote for conviction. We have seen Bill Cassidy in Louisiana instantly after the vote on Saturday facing a censure from his Louisiana Republican Party executive committee. Here was his response to that on a Sunday morning show. I have voted to support and defend the Constitution. I'm attempting to hold President Trump accountable. The Republican Party is more than just one person. Pat Toomey in Pennsylvania, several counties have voted to censure him. Of course, he too is retiring. Ben Sass of Nebraska is awaiting to be censured. He was already censured once in the Trump era by the Nebraska Republican Party. He's now awaiting a second censure. He says that simply does not matter to him because it is not a censure that he violated conservative principles. It's a censure based on the fact that he doesn't get down on bended knee to one man, Donald Trump. Mitt Romney, Susan Collins, also facing rebukes back home. Same with Lisa Murkowski. This is not an easy vote for these Republicans. And now we have to look at the Republican primary process in 2022 to see if any of these Republicans are ousted by Republican voters simply because they voted against Donald Trump by voting their conscience. And finally today, speaking of 2022, North Carolina Republican politics are about to get a whole lot more interesting. Richard Burr, as I mentioned, is facing censure today from his state party for his vote to convict Donald Trump. But of course, he's retiring. But by igniting all the pro-Trump forces in the Republican Party, he has also reignited the talk that Laura Trump, Eric Trump's wife, who was a senior advisor to Donald Trump's re-election campaign, the former president's daughter-in-law, is being talked about as a potential Senate candidate in 2022 to replace Richard Burr. And she clearly got a big booster this weekend from Senator Lindsey Graham. My dear friend Richard Burr, who I like and have been friends to a long time, just made Laura Trump almost a certain nominee for the Senate seat in North Carolina to replace him. Graham added that he would support her because she represents the future of the Republican Party. Now think about that. Lindsey Graham, who remember on January 6th said, that's it, he was out, he was done, he was leaving his Trump support, has completely reversed course. And this is Lindsey Graham calling Laura Trump the future of the Republican Party? If that doesn't show you the grip that Trump still has on his party, despite being twice impeached, losing the House, the Senate, and the presidency all in his one term, I don't know what does. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget tomorrow to join me for Citizen by CNN presents the first hundred days. We'll be talking about post-impeachment Washington and Biden's next moves. That's tomorrow at 10 a.m. Eastern. You can RSVP at CNN.com slash Citizen 2021. We'll talk to you tomorrow.